being able to make a choice about what devices you use to manage your diabetes, whether it's to use MDI or a pump, or if you use a pump, what brand of pump to use, that's a choice that only you can make and a choice that you should be given and allowed to make without judgment and without conversation. We want to make sure that you have all the information that you need to make a good choice and to make the choice that's best for you. But in the end, that choice is yours. And myself and your healthcare team and other folks in your life can be there to guide you and give you advice and educate you about the advantages and disadvantages of all of the options, but you get to make the final decision. And that's so important for people with diabetes, especially when you're feeling so out of control. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. How do you manage your diabetes? What tools do you use? Do you use a pump? Do you use MDI? And if so, why? How much thought did you put into your mental health when making the choice in how you manage your diabetes? Now, before we go any further, I want to say, I don't care how you manage your diabetes. There's no right or wrong way. The only right way to manage your diabetes is what's right for you. And no one has a right to tell you how you should manage your diabetes. Not your doctor, not your diabetes educator, and probably not even your mom. But making the decision about how to manage your diabetes and what tools you're going to use can cause a lot of stress. And on this episode of the podcast, I want to dive into that and talk about how making that choice can be stressful And also, as you're thinking about what choice you want to make for your diabetes management, I want to give you some guidance as to how you can make sure whatever choice you make is best for you and best for your mental health. How you manage your diabetes is a very personal decision, and there's no one-size-fits-all answer. It's really what's best for you. But everyone seems to have an opinion about it. And I want to make sure that you're empowered to make the decision about your diabetes management that's right for you. Not right for anybody else, not what somebody else wants you to do, but do what's right for you. The reason this episode came up, the reason this topic for this episode came up is because about a month ago, I hosted Reimagine T1D. And during Reimagine T1D, we had a panel discussion about making sure your needs are met by your endocrinologist. And one thing was really surprising for me. There were two young ladies on the panel, and each of them had a very different perspective on the tool that was best for them in managing their diabetes. And after Reimagine T1D, I got some really great feedback from folks who really appreciated both perspectives. On the one hand, there were people who really loved hearing about how Lexi was able to make sure that her needs were met by her doctor because she pushed to get an insulin pump. Her doctor was very hesitant to give her the insulin pump, but she made her needs known and she was able to start using the pump. But on the other hand, Megan had a different battle. Megan's doctor thought the only way to manage diabetes was to use an insulin pump. 
But Megan didn't want to. For Megan, an insulin pump doesn't fit her lifestyle. And I got lots of feedback from folks saying, thank you so much for having both Lexi and Megan on. Hearing Megan talk about her experience and how a pump is not right for her was really empowering to some folks because for them, a pump is not right either. All they perceive that they've heard over and over again is how the only way to manage diabetes effectively is to use an insulin pump. But they weren't there. And they felt left out and they felt that they were different or odd or that they would never be able to manage their diabetes well if they didn't use a pump. And they didn't want to. And so they felt they had to make a choice. But by hearing Megan talk about how a pump isn't the only option and how she advocated for herself and is able to manage her diabetes well without a pump was really empowering for them and a powerful message for them to hear. So on that note, I want to spend today's podcast talking about the mental health implications of being able to make your own choice of how you manage your diabetes and talk about how you can make that choice in the best way possible for you and for your mental health. So first off, let's talk a minute about why being able to make this choice for yourself is such an important factor here. Diabetes makes people feel out of control. Their emotions, their blood sugars, what they can eat, what they choose to eat, what they don't choose to eat, how much sleep they get. Sometimes living with diabetes can feel like you have lost control of your body and of yourself. And then you get a message telling you the only way to manage diabetes effectively is to wear a device, to wear a pump, to wear a CGM. And now you're feeling even more out of control. You feel like the autonomy of your body is being taken away from you. Like you can't make the choice whether or not you want to wear a medical device on you. On the other hand, you may feel like the device is the best thing for you. And your doctor's telling you, no, you're not ready for the device yet. And that can feel disempowering as well. And so on a very basic level, it's important that people can make decisions for themselves because diabetes takes a lot of other decisions away from us and makes us feel out of control. And so being able to make a choice about what devices you use to manage your diabetes, whether it's to use MDI or a pump, or if you use a pump, what brand of pump to use, that's a choice that only you can make and a choice that you should be given and allowed to make without judgment and without conversation. We want to make sure that you have all the information that you need to make a good choice and to make the choice that's best for you. But in the end, that choice is yours. And myself and your healthcare team and other folks in your life can be there to guide you and give you advice and educate you about the advantages and disadvantages of all of the options but you get to make the final decision. And that's so important for people with diabetes, especially when you're feeling so out of control. When someone tells me, this is what you have to do, and you don't have another option, I feel trapped, and I feel angry, and I really want to rebel against that message. I want to have the power put in my hands, as opposed to having someone else be able to tell me what to do. And that's especially true around my diabetes management, whether it's what I eat and whether I exercise or what tools I use to manage my diabetes. All of those things matter. And all of those things are my choice to make and nobody else's. But in order to make a good choice, we have to look at the advantages and disadvantages of all of the options. And here, 
my goal is not to tell you about all the features of the pumps and what they do or how to manage your diabetes using MDI, not at all. My goal here is to really focus our discussion on the mental health aspects of all of these choices because there are mental health challenges that are involved in both MDI and in using an insulin pump. And if you're trying to make the decision about what's best for you, I want to make sure that that light is shined on the mental health implications of both options so you can make the best choice for yourself. So let's start off with insulin pumps and the mental health pluses and minuses of using an insulin pump. An insulin pump can lessen the stress of managing diabetes. It can do a lot of the work for you, especially the new pumps that are able to make adjustments to your insulin dose based on where your blood sugar is going. And that's a huge plus. The thing that's most stressful about type 1 diabetes is all the thought that goes into it. And an insulin pump can go a long way in helping take a lot of that mental load off. And also, it can make things a little more forgiving when you forget to bolus or bolus incorrectly or other things happen with your blood sugars. There's a buffer there. And that buffer can go a long way in making diabetes less frustrating for you. And that's a load off. Also, one of the simplest, but also one of the biggest advantages of using an insulin pump is not having to give yourself a shot. You can take insulin fairly discreetly by pulling out your device or pulling out your phone and pushing some buttons, as opposed to having to pull out a pen and give yourself an injection. Whether it's in front of other people or by yourself, it's still not so comfortable. An insulin pump takes that stress away. When you use an insulin pump, you also have access to a lot of data. You know exactly what's happening with your insulin doses at all times. You can track your basal rates. You can track how much insulin you took. And you can see very clearly what your insulin on board is just by looking at a screen. And that information can take away a lot of anxiety around questioning whether or not you bolused or making sure that before exercise or before bed, you have uh, enough but not too much insulin on board. And that information is readily available. And then, of course, we can't talk about insulin pumps right now without talking about sleep. Especially the hybrid closed-loop systems are doing a really good job at helping people with type 1 diabetes sleep better. Even if your blood sugar is out of range when you go to bed or you had a really high-fat, high-carb meal before bed, oftentimes your blood sugar is going to come into range before you wake up. And I think that we all know having a blood sugar in range when you wake up is an awesome thing. It sets your day up for success. And it really increases the chances that your blood sugars will be in range for a good part of the day if you wake up in range. If you don't wake up in range, it can be a crapshoot and it can make the day a whole lot more challenging. And no one likes a challenging day. But on that same note, using an insulin pump is not all roses. And we have to be realistic about the challenges that come along with wearing an insulin pump. The biggest one, and the one that I hear about a lot, are people not wanting to wear something on their body. An insulin pump makes diabetes, which is an invisible condition, visible. It's a constant reminder that you have this condition that you really don't want to have. And for some folks, that can be not so great. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want to feel that pump in your pocket or on your body. And there can be a really big aversion to doing that. Also, Wearing an insulin pump in public and having other people see it and question you and wondering out loud what it is, 
may make you feel self-conscious or embarrassed. And that's not comfortable at all. And then, of course, there's the work involved in changing your infusion set and also dealing with some of the challenges that come along with working with an electronic device. So pumps malfunction. Pumps get caught on kitchen cabinets and on doors, and it can be a little annoying. Also, there's work involved in changing the infusion set and having to take the time to replace infusion sets and replace cartridges and um, other things with the pump when at sometimes the most inconvenient times when you really want to go to bed, but your pump is out of insulin and you have to take the time to change it even when you really don't want to. So it adds an extra burden to your day every once in a while. It doesn't take that much time, but the perception of the time that it takes can make it challenging and make the prospect of using an insulin pump seem a little bit more burdensome. And then there's those times when your pump malfunctions. Either you get a kink in your infusion set or the pump gets a critical error and and stops delivering insulin. And then you have to scramble to make sure you have backup supplies and have everything you need to manage your diabetes without the pump. And that can definitely add an extra layer of stress to your day. Luckily, those things don't happen very often, but they do happen. And it's important to be prepared for them if you are using an insulin pump. On the same note, there are some mental health advantages and disadvantages of using MDI. For those of you who don't know, MDI means multiple daily injections. It means taking both long-acting and short-acting insulin to manage your diabetes. And so the first psychological challenge with MDI is having to remember to take two types of insulin. You have to make sure you take your long-acting insulin every day, and some people take it twice a day. And then as well as well as having an insulin pen to be able to take uh, injections whenever you eat or when your blood sugar is high. And taking injections on a regular basis can be challenging. Uh, first of all, you have to poke yourself, and that's never fun. But also remembering to have your pen with you. When you have an insulin pump, your pump is always with you because it's connected to you. But when you're on MDI, you have to think about diabetes a little bit more and make sure that you're prepared with that pen. Also, for some people, giving themselves an injection in public can be a little embarrassing. Other people may be queasy of needles, or you may be worried about what people think about you when you pull out an insulin pen or even a syringe. And so there's that perception that can be a big barrier uh, to using MDI. Also, for some people using MDI, it means their blood sugars may be a little bit more variable. And this certainly is not the case for everybody. There are lots of people who are able to manage their blood sugars really well using multiple daily injections. And so if that's you, that's awesome. But for other people, using long-acting insulin in combination with short-acting insulin can make it a little bit more challenging to manage diabetes. And so that cognitive burden, all that thinking, increases and makes diabetes more top of mind. And while we want our diabetes to be well-managed, we don't want to be thinking about it all the time. And for some folks using MDI, they end up thinking about diabetes a lot more than they want to. Also with MDI, you don't have, you may not have as much information about uh, your insulin history, how much insulin you've taken today, and whether or not you bolused for lunch. Uh, it's so easy to forget that information. And with MDI, unless you're using a smart pen, that information, um, if you don't write it down or don't remember it, may be lost. And so you may end up having high blood sugars or low blood sugars because you have too much or too little insulin on board. 
But for some people using MDI, they feel it gives them a lot more freedom in their diabetes management. First of all, they're not connected to a device. And so for folks with active lifestyles, they feel like with MDI, they can do whatever they want without having to worry about if they have enough pump supplies or worrying about whether or not the pump is going to get in their way when they're being active, whether it's running or mountain climbing or skiing or doing whatever it is that they want to do. Also, there's not that concern about having a device fail. They can actually see and feel the insulin being injected into their body. And for folks who have anxiety around DKA and worrying about whether or not they're getting the delivery, using an insulin pen or syringe can go a long way in easing that fear. And then, of course, you're not wearing a device, and so there's not that stigma, a worry about what people might think of you if they see a device on your body. Now, I want to be clear that for most folks, uh, even when they have that concern about what people might think about them or what it means about them to wear a device, when they actually use it and do it, they're surprised that no one actually notices or that certainly no one mentions it to them. And that it's really not that big of a deal. But if you're a worrier and you're very self-conscious, using MDI might be a good option for you because it takes the concern off the table and doesn't give anybody the opportunity to make a comment about you if you don't want to. It's easier to keep your diabetes under wraps and without making a big deal out of it and not bring unwanted attention to yourself. After all the discussion, you may be wondering, how do I make the decision that's right for me and my mental health? And I want to give you a couple of different things to think about as you're moving forward and potentially making a decision about what diabetes management tools to use, whether or not you should use a pump or whether or not you should use MDI. The first question to ask yourself may seem obvious, but it is, who am I making my decision for? Do I really want to be using this tool? Do I want to be using MDI or a pump? Or am I doing it to please somebody else? Whether it's your doctor or your parents or your friends or your spouse, you must be comfortable with the type of tool that you use to manage your diabetes. And it's important that you're the one making that decision. And so if you're making a decision for yourself, then you're probably on the right track. But if you feel pressure from other people and you feel uncomfortable with the decision that you're making, then it may be time to take a step back and think about this from your perspective. What is it that you want? What decision do you want to make? And what is best for your lifestyle and for your mental health? The second question I want you to ask yourself, and this question is especially important if you're deciding not to use a pump, is what am I avoiding? Am I avoiding something? Am I avoiding discomfort? Am I avoiding embarrassment? Am I avoiding thinking about diabetes at all? Am I avoiding accepting the fact that I have diabetes? What I find is that people who are hesitant to use insulin pumps oftentimes are avoiding things. And avoidance is not a healthy thing. And we want to make sure that you are not avoiding uncomfortable feelings. Certainly, there are very good reasons not to use an insulin pump. Don't get me wrong. But choosing not to use a pump because you are embarrassed or because you don't want to accept the fact that you have diabetes or you don't want to manage your diabetes is not a great choice. And the final question I want to invite you to ask yourself is which option is best for my lifestyle right now? Do you feel that if you use a pump or you use multiple daily injections, 
that somehow that choice will get in your way of living the life that you want. If you know me, you know that my goal for you is to be able to live life without letting diabetes get in your way. And for some folks, using a pump or using MDI can get in their way. And we want to make sure that we're lowering the barriers for you and not increasing them. The most important factor here is to be sure that whatever choice you're making is best for your mental health and best for your freedom and flexibility. For some folks, that may mean making a choice where using a pump or MDI is going to help them to be able to do the activities they want to do. For some folks, it's focusing on their diabetes management and using a pump or MDI is going to help them get in the control that they need to be in in order to do what they want to do. It's different for everyone, but I want you to think about which option is going to be best for me and my freedom and flexibility in my life. Which one will make diabetes management easier? Which option will allow me to do what I want to do in my life without letting diabetes get in the way? And if you can answer that question clearly, then you're on the right track to knowing which option is best for you. Remember, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's only a right answer for you. Before we go today, I want to mention a couple of other things. First of all, I don't want you to think that using insulin pump or using MDI is an all-or-nothing decision. There's no reason why you can't use both, either at the same time or switch back and forth. Now, if you're going to use them at the same time, talk to your doctor, because there are definitely ways to do it, but I can't get into those here. But if you get a pump or start using MDI, that doesn't lock you into anything. There's no reason why you cannot wear a pump one week and then use MDI another week depending on what's going on for you mentally, what you're doing activity-wise, and what's best for your lifestyle in that moment. So as you're thinking about this, know that you still have options even after you make a choice. Even after you choose to get a pump, you can go back on MDI temporarily. Or if you choose to use MDI and you have a pump available, use it when you want to. Use it when it's going to be helpful for you. Because doing that gives you full freedom and flexibility to manage diabetes in the best way possible at any specific time. Then of course, there may be the challenge of getting support from your doctor for whatever choice that you make. Remember, the choice is yours, but you've gotta have your doctor sign off because they're the ones writing the prescription. So I would encourage you to do a couple of things. The first is make sure you do your research and make sure that you're able to explain what choice you're making and why. If you're able to give the doctor a reasonable explanation as to why you want to use MDI or why you want to use a pump, it's going to be really hard for them to push back on you, even if they have their own opinion. They can see that you did your research and you've made a decision based on all of the information and facts. Also, you want to make sure you have a doctor who supports you in general. And so if you find doctors who are telling you what you have to do or how you have to manage your diabetes, that's a red flag. So if this happens to you and you're able to, try to find a new doctor. There's no reason why you have to be with a doctor who is not supportive of you, your lifestyle, and how you want to manage diabetes. Your doctor is not in control of you, and they are certainly not in control of how you choose to manage your diabetes. They're there to guide you and to give you the best advice possible, but also to support you in however you choose to manage your diabetes and whatever tools you decide are best for your lifestyle in your current situation. So if you do get pushed back, don't be scared to make your needs known loud and clear 
And if they continue to push back, don't be scared to find a doctor who will support you in making sure that your lifestyle and diabetes management needs are met in the best way possible for you and not for anybody else. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it valuable, share it with a friend. I want to make sure that as many people as possible with type 1 diabetes have access to this podcast. And so by sharing with a friend, you can help me expand my reach exponentially. I really appreciate it. Also, I love hearing from my listeners. So please send me a DM on Instagram at the diabetes psychologist or send me an email to mark at the diabetespsychologist.com. Tell me what tools you use to manage your diabetes and why those tools help you stay mentally healthy with diabetes. And of course, I'll be back next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.